0: hey uh welcome to another episode of the choice is yours this is uh called this the mic check audio check we got new fancy uh, microphone you know so we, we're trying to do big things um the last episode didn't sound too good a lot of popping uh just a lot of in and outs um so AJ came through, did some research, uh, found these mics. We did a quick test before this test, uh, audio check episode. So um, everything sounds good. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, We just want to get just a kind of random um, episode going just to check out the mics, see how the audio is sounding, and we just want to get something out there. I know a lot of people have been asking me, hey, when's the next podcast? Uh, you know, so I just want to get something out so that I can just kind of share it to some close friends as we'll probably record maybe five to seven, five to seven episodes before we really start, um, putting it out there that look, we want, we want everybody to listen right now. We're just trying to still figure things out on, you know, how to communicate what we really want to say, um, you know, to the people, um, that that are, that want to tune in, want to figure out how to take information that they hear, and, you know, and make their own choice because this is what the, you know, what the topic, what the name of the podcast is called is the choice is yours. So I know AJ, I know you kind of want to say some things about kind of how we got here with the new mic. So so what's uh what's on your mind?
1: Yeah. So for the most part, I think just like what Tyrell was saying, we wanted to make sure that the quality of the sound was better. Um, I know. When I would look at it or listen to it a few times, it didn't sound as, as clear as I would like. So it was just going back to the drawing board. You know, we kind of knew it. This This is our third episode. Um, like he mentioned, the the episode we recorded prior to just, just wasn't up to par. So um, just wanting to start off fresh, um, get some feedback from you all, because Tyrell's told me that a few people have been listening. So if you can um, just listen to and compare it to our older, um, our other two, Uh, episodes and compare it to this one and see if it sounds a little bit clearer. We love your feedback, Um, but we're just trying to get better, um, do research. And for the most part, just keep putting out quality, um, just quality episodes to keep people coming back. And, you know, if you, if you hear something that you like and, you know, you want to do a little bit more research and just don't know where to start, you know, just reach out to one of us and we'll definitely be able to assist you. But I think, you know, To bring up a little bit of what we spoke about on the last podcast, it was mainly about the housing market and, you know, when is a good time to actually purchase a house um, for investors? When is a good time to actually purchase a few properties if you should be selling or, you know. And I think Tyrell, he gave a lot of gems and talked a lot about, you know, the investor side as I was as well. Um, I was able to share a little bit about, you know, what it's like being a loan originator and what consumers should look out for. But I think if we touch a little bit about that, um, that'll help bring some of that episode into this one. And then we can go from there. But Tyrell, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your experience as being a an investor, a real estate investor and, you know, kind of how you got started. And um, what it looks like for you now and what people should be doing based on like or other investors sh- should be looking for, you know, when purchasing a property.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think the topic of the last episode was um, don't wait to buy real estate, uh, mm-hmm. buy real estate and wait. And that was really from a, for, for, for me, that was f- uh, from a investor uh, perspective and also from someone who. Um, if you're a homeowner, if you really love the area, really love the home, and your finances are secure, I don't think you should be worrying about am I overpaying or not. Um, you should be kind of worried about can I afford this, you know, if if I if I if we lose some income, can I force this if I have to change jobs for put and, and be off work for two or three months? And I think that's kind of what you went to uh, went through on your side when you were kind of kind of went pushing back going. You know, going back and forth with me on, you know, is it the right time for someone to own a home? But really, as an investor standpoint, if you're able to buy, uh, you know, investment property and it cash flows with, you know, whatever current financing you have, then I think it's it's a buy. Um, And then I talked about all the, you know, multiple benefits um, of owning real estate, especially as an investor. Um, You got cash flow, appreciation, um, you got, you know, tax deductions, um, you have, you know, I think those three things basically, you know, build wealth. Um, But there's a bunch of other benefits to um, owning real estate, you know, as an investor. And then there's there's, you know, there's some risk, which is a risk for everything. But there's some disadvantages, too, with buying um, investment property, (laughs) especially if you're not ready, uh, especially if you don't you know if if you're not able to if you if if you buy a property and it needs a lot of work and you don't have no experience in doing the work or you don't know anybody that can do the work but you just was on uh, Instagram with <laughs> some podcast and someone you know I ain't gonna call nobody out but someone the last name uh Cardone says Raise ten million dollars and buy a uh, thousand units, and you have no idea, you know, you, you have no idea how to uh, change a toilet, or you have no idea how to qualify a tenant. Then you shouldn't be raising um, ten million dollars to buy a thousand units, and now you've got a thousand tenants.
1: So, and if even if you could get that far to raise that ten million or a million dollars to, you know, to make that type of investment definitely consult with somebody who's been doing it you know i think and not to cut you off bro, but i think that's the biggest thing like you know if you're able to get that the access to that type of money um whether it be a month or a year i think you should still be consulting with somebody who's done it before like i'm sure tyra don't you have like people that reach out to you about you know maybe mentorship or shadowing and and stuff like that for sure yeah you know I do a lot of
0: transactions um, as an investor. I do a lot of transactions as a contractor, um, you know, buying property and then as a contractor uh, working on property. And at this point, I don't even feel comfortable um, raising money from people that I kind of know. Uh, right now, I'm at the point where, I, you know, I've used my my own money. I've got creative with sellers who didn't really need all their money right now, I was able to convince them be like, Hey, you know, I know you want this price. I'll pay you this price, but I'm going to need you to finance it. I'm going to need you to give me time to improve the property, improve the rents so that I can go to a lender that would be like, okay, the property is improved. Your rents is this, you know, we can finance you up to this amount that the seller is asking. And then when I do that, then I'm able to get the lender, to bring their part of the financing, and I'm able to uh, cash out the um, the seller. On the other side, is I've done private lend. I've done private money, not hard money. Private mm-hmm. money is someone that you know, someone that is they really they really believe in what you're doing, and they're okay if you have some setbacks as long as you communicate that with them and a little different with hard money, hard money and, you know, private money, hard money is they're going to be like, okay, here's the rule. I'm giving you this money. I'm expecting this. I need your payments to be on time. I need my money yeah. back on this time. So I'm not even a point where I've used hard money yet. I'm, I use my own money. I've got, I do a lot of creative financing deals with sellers and then um, I've got to private lending and you know, all that takes time, all that, you know, takes, you know, rapport of yourself and your business, and rapport of the person that you're dealing with, especially with with private money, uh, because they, you know, they want to get paid. So instead of them being, <laughs> I need this, I need this, I need this, they'll be like, okay, do this so that you can, you know, either refinance property, sell it, that and now and I'll get my money back. They'll kind of help you, you know, help them basically get their money back. You know, yeah. private our money lender, they've got they're, they're dealing with a lot of people. You know, they'd be like, "Hey, I need to buy this. If you don't have it, by this. I'm taking back the property, or I'm adding a bunch of fees." So that's just on the investor side. Um, I know AJ. We're talking about if someone should be buying a property, especially right now, because on the news you hear about rates are going up, Fed's going to be raising more rates. Hear about unemployment is going up and stuff like that. So you know, if you if if someone was coming to you right now and say, "Hey, is it you know, you know, this is say they're." Mediocre with like their income, their credit score, but they're still, you know, they're still approved. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, what? I know you can't say a lot, but you know, this is say you're talking to someone that you really know. Like, what, what, what would you tell them to kind of be like? Hey, I'm gonna ask you these questions, and you'll basically be able to answer if you're, you know, ready to buy. And if you know, if you have to hold for five to ten years, um, could you do that? Because I think if anybody that's able to buy a property and they're able to even if they have some downs in their income they're still they feel like they'll still be able to afford it. I think if you hold it for 10 years I think you still, you're still going to be good. So
1: yeah. I um so when Sheena and I purchased our first home it was we had like nobody talked to us about like what we were planning on doing with the property. I know right when I purchased the home uh when we purchased the home I became a loan originator. So I was able to not only go back and look at like our our loan agreement, our purchase agreement um, and the loan documents. But I got I got the opportunity to learn a little bit more about like how loans work Um, Mm -hmm. until Tyrell's point. um, If you're going in, if you're this your first time purchasing a home or you've saved up some money, and you got three and a half percent down. What you need to do and what I would tell anybody to do is weigh your options. Right. So you've saved up that three and a half percent. That's that's hard to come by, especially if you're already paying if you're still paying monthly bills, mm-hmm. but I think you need to weigh your options and figure out, okay, if I give up this large lump sum of money to move it into a house, when I purchase this house, can I afford the mortgage? Can I afford it? And the mortgage doesn't include your taxes and insurance. That's your escrow, your mortgage is, by itself is one thing. So that's what you qualify for with your loan originator. Your taxes and insurance come with the property. So a lot of times you can look on Zillow or you can look, it's public knowledge, but you can look and find out how much your property taxes are um, based on what they were paid for last year. Um, You also, with homeowners insurance, you can actually get a quote if you tell people what, what zip code you're looking to stay in um, and give them a little bit of information of t- the type of property you're looking for, they'll be able to give you a quote of what your, your yearly um, homeowners insurance would be, your policy for six months, every six months. So I would tell people to do those things first. Um, know, know your numbers. Um, know, knowing your numbers before actually making the purchase will make the purchase smoother. I think people get so caught up in you know, wanting to buy the house and the excitement of being a homeowner that they forget to, you know, do the, like, make sure you're, you're dot your I's across your T's. Like, and it's, and I laugh, but I've dealt with people who were first time homebuyers. I've dealt with people who, you know, had purchased a, a home and, um, we trying to be investors had purchased it using the money from a hard money l- lender and wanting to refinance the property. Um, but, Like it was dilapidated. So like when you're purchasing homes as an investor, um, I would tell you, you know, do your research on what the property may need. You know, if you know, the and I'm not sure if the correct term is um, is your rehab value or whatever that you would call it as an investor. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know that prior to even look like you know accepting the money from the lender and then going out there's a lot of questions you should be answering yourself. But as a first time home buyer and you're not looking to invest the property, know what you're purchasing this property for. Do you really need to purchase a home right now, or is this a want? Um, can that three and a half percent go to or something else? Um, I you know. No. So here's another thing. There are a lot of programs out there. Know if you need to find out, find out if you need to pay that money back if you do a program, because a lot of times what will happen is you have a second lien on your property and don't know anything about it. Some some second lien holders will allow you to roll it into your mortgage and pay it with your mortgage, depending on who who the program was through. But a lot of times it is a second lien on the property. So if, say, for instance, you pay your mortgage, you didn't factor in the extra fifty dollars or one hundred dollars from the program, then you may be late. So if you come up late on that, then that affects on your credit. We, You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but there's so many different things in, that goes into purchasing a home, um, like the maintenance, um, making sure you have proper security. Um, you want to protect your home. You want to protect yourself as well as your family. So you, you want to have security. Home warranties. Um, I recommend getting a home warranty. So that may be an extra fifty dollars, fifty to seventy five dollars a month. But I think those are the things that people got to think about when they're purchasing a home is it's it's not like renting um, a property because then it's on the landlord. So then you can call the landlord and hopefully the landlord sends somebody out within 24 hours to take care of whatever you need. But when you when you are a homeowner, you got to take care of that stuff yourself. And if you don't have a warranty, you need thousands of dollars to replace a, a, a hot water heater or a few thousand to replace a, a air conditioning unit. Now, luckily, we've had a warranty. So we just call people and they came out. We paid our look deductible. That was it. But a lot of people don't think about this. That's an extra $50 that we pay. So between, you know, the warranty and the, the alarm for security, that's, that's an extra hundred bucks. So just know if you can actually shell out that extra hundred dollars, especially in this market. I mean, in this economy right now, you know, inflation's high. Everything's high. Your rate's going to be high. Um, So that's another thing. So, you know, what you may have thought you could afford two years ago. And you put off for you come to you, you're you ready now. That's not the same house. And it's probably not in the same area. So really think about like if this is what you need to be doing or if you can hold off and rent again for another year or so.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, just to kind of uh, move from that, um, I would say, you know, I think uh, maybe in the first or second episode, we're talking about mentors. So you can have mentors as an investor. Um, you know, you can ask questions, be like, okay, this is what I'm getting into. Um, how should I do it the right way? And and what are the what ifs? And then just like mm-hmm. you, um, if you want to be a homeowner, you know, you know, find a find a, a homeowner mentor, find someone that's owned a home for 10 years. Talk yep. to a family member, ask them, okay, <coughs> you know, you've owned a home for 10 years, you know, if you could tell someone what to watch out for or how to be prepared to own the house that they're buying today for 10 more years, what would you say to them? What would you say to yourself? And then what are the what ifs to being a a homeowner? And then I guess we'll just kind of roll into like the end of the last episode, which we kind of briefly touched on uh, AI, which I think um, which might be a big topic maybe on a, the uh, next episode. Cause I think we might talk about employment, unemployment, but you mm-hmm. know, I think people need to um, watch You know, be mindful, uh, be careful uh, with with AI. And that could be, uh, you know, in your work life, your business life and your personal life. I think you got to have a great understanding of what's really going on in the AI space and how it can really affect you. So what do you what do you what you what's your current thoughts right now, AJ, on on AI?
1: I know when I left the mortgage industry, the company I was working for. Um, we actually used AI to act, to start chats. So people don't realize when, you know, you're responding to a chat bot. That's AI. I mean, they're answering the questions for you. It may not be. It may not be so in detailed and give you like, excuse me, like the actual or direct answer you may be looking for. But if they're responding to you, that's that's a form of AI. So I think the biggest thing is that people need to take away from it is that if you don't have any hard skills. So like, and what I mean by that and like, and that transferable skills. So, you know, customer service is one thing I've, you know, we hear it all the time, customer service, customer service. And we talked about this in the last episode, um, where people would start paying extra to speak with a live human for customer service. Well, we know for a fact that AI is taking those positions. Um, yeah, and some people may have heard of like the Amazon grocery store. I think the flagship store was up in Seattle um, and you walk in that store and what happens? You pick up stuff and you put it in the basket. You walk out. You don't even you don't even stop at a cash like a register or anything. Mm-hmm. And this may have started in a lot of different neighborhoods with the U-scans like that stuff. You don't think about it, but that's A.I., you know, anytime yeah. you go somewhere and there is not a person that used to do it. There's a machine that's doing it now. That's AI. So, you know, what I did that helped me is, you know, I studied architecture and interior design. So I'm crafty. I'm creative. Um, I do a lot of interior consulting. But, you know, I I looked at where we are now. And if a a computer can take over like me being a mortgage lender or um, just anything online, maybe coding or something, AI is going to do that. But Mm. I needed to figure out a way to continue to make money without like without losing competition to AI. I know I I know a computer can't walk into or I know AI can't walk into somebody's house and, and paint it for them. However, like if I start using AI, you know, as or partnering with like an app or something where I can go into somebody's house and maybe scan the room and just do different things like that's AI as well. But. I'm still the person behind it. I'm still using it. So I'm like a manager. I'm programming. Ma- I'm, I'm managing it. So you got to figure out a way, a good way to either work with it or, you know, either be as competition or just come up with another transferable skill to where you don't have to worry about being replaced because uh, it's common.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like everybody talks about AI and real estate. I'm like, that's fine. People always need a place to live. They can bring their robot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can For bring their sure, robot in yeah. the house, but they still need place. They still need they still need shelter over their head. So if they want to, you know, they can have their robot. If the robot wants to sit next to them the couch, that's fine. But they still they still need a place, you know, over their head. That's why I love real estate. I think AI is going to change real estate. It's going to change, like you said, lending. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's already some software. There's already some companies. They basically you basically get pre approved, do all that stuff without even talking to someone. And then, yep. you know, and then at the closing, you're gonna be able to, you're gonna submit all the documents to a AI closing attorney. There's gonna be an AI closing attorney. And then he's gonna be like, Okay, I need these documents. Uh and then be like, No, you're good. Okay, we're we're closing. We'll, we'll be closing we'll be closing on the Zoom. Uh we'll be closing in this um this AI closing software. Where everybody logs on, everybody reviews their documents, everybody clicks OK, and then everybody gets the amount that they're supposed to get in their account, and everybody gets, you know, whatever is due from them as maybe the the borrower gets withdrawn out of your bank account instantly at closing. So everything will probably happen, you know, within fifteen seconds, and that's if people. Want to get on audio or video and actually see each other the closing? Because even even now, there's closings where I do where I do I'll go in and sign or and, and I'll leave, and then the the buyer or seller goes in and signs and leaves, and then the the attorneys will mail out the mail out the checks or they'll do direct deposits too, depending on you know your broker uh, set up or if you don't have a broker or if you're just selling a personal home or selling a personal property without any agents, without any uh, have brokers or brokerages. Yeah. Uh, so it, that's a, a, a AI is, is going to be a game changer. It's already uh-huh. been a game changer. It's just now we are starting to put the name AI on the stuff that we've been, I guess, ai yeah. so, um That's just kind of what we talked about at the end. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff in the world that's happened probably since we, we even recorded. So mm-hmm. I think we'll maybe the next episode we'll kind of go back to some of the, I guess, past events, not current events. And then we'll tie it in to, you know, the our macro local points of, you know, you know, economics, business, real estate. Um, And then really it'd be we'll kind of tied in to maybe the topic being, you know, talking about unemployment or employment yeah.
1: and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, before we end this, I definitely want to. It's a that's a tough one because it's so close to home. Um, As you know, I actually I'm in Louisville. I'm located in Louisville, Kentucky, and we recently had a um, uh, incident here. Well, a a mass shooting at one of the banks. And I definitely want to say send prayers and energy to the families of those victims. Um, Crazy times, but I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things and how it's affecting like maybe the bark, the buying market in certain cities. Um, We know certain cities have high crime rate. Uh, We talk a little bit about that and you know what their real estate market may look like. Um, And if, you know, if we think it's smart to purchase there, or if not, or, you know, what, what may be some other things that you can do to possibly still live close to a Metro um, where it may be a lot going on, but um, actually just have, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you can actually like live close to a city and still pay a good price for a a decent home. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, we'll touch touch on that a little bit more. But like you said, there are a lot of things that's going on right now or that happened within the past few weeks that I think um, we can elaborate a little bit further on um, here in the next few episodes for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Just uh, thoughts and prayers um, to those families because, you know, everybody woke up that morning of that, you know, the, those people, I guess their loved ones, you know, they went out the door. They didn't think that when they went into that meeting that they weren't going to see, you know, mm-hmm. that person wasn't going to come out of that meeting. Um, so I think there's and then you can tie that in with business. I think people are going to I think businesses and people are going to lay off. And let go people differently. You yeah. you have to. You got to have some kind of security, some kind of protocol to be like, okay, especially if it's like a hostile fire, and you got to, you know, you got to be aware of, you know, how to handle it the right way, and you know, maybe right. how to be aware and protect yourself after. So, well, allegedly, yeah.
1: Let's okay. say allegedly first, because it hadn't necessarily been confirmed. What they, what they did say is that he wasn't um, in the process of being let go, nor did he, did they like, tell him beforehand. So it's all okay. alleged okay. until we find out. But I think in the next episode, we'll be able to elaborate a little bit more on it. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have a little bit more details um, about what was going on. I just know um, Louisville right now, people are afraid to go downtown. And, you know, I I hear a lot of people saying it's nice downtown. You come on, come down, like have fun with this. Like there's nothing going on. But, you know, when the media is saying a lot of stuff is happening in our downtown, it does. It keeps people from wanting to go down there and walk around. Um, One person got like hit in the head with a hammer down on 4th Street a few months back so like you know back when we were younger i know when we were in college tyrell did i don't know if you came with us a few times but we went to fourth street live down there and hung out and everything it used to be jumping but it's not the same yeah for sure yeah i've been down there with
0: with, um with you all and then i got had some family lived in louisville so i we went down there especially when it was kind of considered new and Mm -hmm. everybody was excited to really go down there um yeah so but now they're They've got certain streets, certain neighborhoods that they're really trying to like kind of tie into that downtown and kind of making it part of downtown, showing that downtown can be really thriving because, you know, Louisville downtown, if if they kind of get it back to where people remembered it, you know, it's a it's a beautiful place, beautiful city. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a great place. I, I mean, I, I like it. I'm coming from Memphis. So, <laughs> um, right, right. and that's a lot right there just saying that, but you know, I love my hometown, but Louisville has been great to me. I haven't had any issues here. So I, you know, like I said, I thought some prayers to those people, to those families, and um, we'll have some more information for you guys on the next episode and we'll be able to elaborate a little bit more, but, um, stay safe. I think this was uh, a good pickup from the last episode, um, and just be on the lookout for us. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I go by A.E. Jones, and that's spelled with a Z at the end. And um, Tyrell, you can reach out to him on Instagram and a few other places. Where, where they where can they find you, Ty? Yeah,
0: yeah. Really, if you really want to get a hold of me, really see what what's going on with me and what I'm doing and what my business is, I guess slash companies is doing It's probably through Facebook. Um, on my my business page on Facebook, it's just Tyrell Hayden uh bluegrass property exchange that's kind of where my license is with but also you get to see a lot of what the hayden group is is, has going on south eastern rentals 40 acres and mule my other companies um i kind of post all that stuff on my business page slash realtor page Uh, i think but my personal and all my business pages are public so that would be a a great opportunity for you to see what I have going on. Also, you can check out my website, um, scproperties, uh, co. Um, and then there's a contact link, contact tab, and you can, you can always send me, um, I guess they'll send me an email from, um, the message that you send when you're on the website. Uh, so we're tuning out. Uh, I think the audio was great. Um, especially compared to the last two, there's still some things uh, that we're still working on, you know, you know, every day other than doing this, but including this, you know, we want to get better, you know, every opportunity we get. And that's what it's about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about, uh, you know, reaching out, listening um, for for information, um, doing your own research. Mm -hmm. And then after you, Uh, reach out to people after you listen to people um, that you think may help you, you do your research on that. And then at the end of the day, you have to uh, make your own choice.
1: And just like this podcast, the the choice is yours. For sure. For sure. Um, Once again, we're going to tell you (laughs) how we, and we may have forgotten in the beginning of the episode, but just want to let you know, the, these are all opinions. Um, If you're looking for any type of professional advice besides, Um, purchasing a home. Tyrell's definitely going to be the person to go to when it comes to looking, speaking with loan originators, do your due diligence, Um, search for those loan originators, ask them questions. If you do have questions, I can always answer any question you have. I do not. And I cannot originate loans, but um, do your research, learn, ask us questions. We'll definitely be able to point you in the right direction. Um, But Thank you for listening to us, um, and we appreciate any feedback that you give us. We look forward to speaking with you guys on the next episode. All right. Good shot. Good shot.